yeah, all the but, rules. I know the. But how's that under- affecting your life? Seriously, it annoyed the hell out of me. Why? Because you weren't on a cell phone. No, no, Rick. That's really being an ass right there. No, because I'm, I'm asking not. You an honest I'm question. not an ass. Okay, I'm when well, the rules. Okay, as when long they as you say, say so. When they say turn off your phones, I turn off my phones. When they say you can turn your phone back on, I turn my phone back on. But I'm, rules are rules, and I'm following the rules. And this ass wipe couldn't do it. But. Again, and so why it's why do you have to job, put in here? And tr- it's, well, wait a minute. Why do you have to sit in here and belittle me? Well, how did I, I didn't you? do it. You oh, did. No. You said, "Well, are you just mad because you couldn't be on your phone?" Because I know you're holier than now than the rest of the world, and I know you think you're self-important. Oh, you're Craig Rosengarten. No, I, that guy was an ass. Hey, good morning. It is 8.01 on Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 The Ticket. Good Saturday morning to you. It is June 22nd. You have the tee box. I'm Rick Arnett. That's Craig Rosengart. He's much calmer right now than he was in that open. And we are at the greatness of Union Bear Brewery Uh-oh. in Plano. Chef just pulled out a, a, a leaf blower. Uh-oh. I just... Interesting. What in the world? And he's walking to the kitchen? You know what? They're creative out here at Union Bear. So who knows what he's using it for. But I'm looking at this. By the way, it's on the southeast corner of the tollway in 121. Very easy to get to. This is maybe one of my group of friends' most guiltiest pleasures. They'll drive here just to hang out. They like it here a lot. How about some spicy cornbread and gravy? That sounds interesting. I don't need the gravy. I do. I like gravy. They have funnel cake fries. A oh, bagel and spread be board. so good. Bagel oh. and spread board. Mm. Wait a minute. Funnel cake fries. Seriously? Yeah. Sweet potato. That's... Mascarpone. That's right there. Funnel maple cake. syrup, pecans, bacon, and cinnamon sugar. Funnel cake fries has to be what everything is right and everything is wrong with the world. And you don't have to go to a carnival. You come right here. Where are they? Can we get them? I don't know. I'm sure we can. Tanner Fleming, the head guy here, chef. No, he's he's with his leaf player right now doing something with him. <laughs> anyway, we'll be here till uh, 10 o'clock today. By the way, Union Bear has, I think they have a guy's night out coming up in July. So how about that? They're a big fan. Big P1s. Tony Smith, Preston, the whole gang. funnel cake fries? It's on because I have it right here. It's the brunch. Oh. So, anyway, every time I come here, it's uh, it's, it's awesome. So, again, we'll be here till uh, 10 o'clock today at Goff and other newsworthy items, we hope. We have um, <clears throat> Ideal Golfer going on right now. You can still get the greatness of Cowboys for mere 89 bucks. All you can eat off course and on course for $89. And it's good through, uh, I think, First week of September. And or you can play the greatness of Lake Arlington for a mere $22. This one always sells out. And you better be careful because both it's of getting them close. Uh huh. And both of them are getting close. Yes, yes, so yes. get your ears on earlier this evening. <laughs> Whatever you said. Uh, anyway, go to idealgolfer.com. We have our tournament tomorrow at the Tribute. Looking forward to that because uh, give away, giving away brand new Cleveland wedges, which are pretty much top of the line. And we're playing the Tribute. 
We are playing tribute. I love the tribute. And they're <laughs> they're gonna try to mirror how good the food at Union Bear is by Ooh. serving fried catfish and country fried steak. Ooh, I love country fried steak. It's one of my top tens. Believe it or not. I don't know why. So but you're I, gonna hang with us afterwards? I might. I just might do that. And uh, we also have uh, closer to the pins. You get a round for four and breakfast at the Four Seasons Resort and Club in Las Colinas. And uh, let's see. And $10,000 if you get a hole in one on the postage stamp hole. Are we going to get one tomorrow? We're not on that hole. Oh, we're not. No, what we're happened? Not. What happened? It, we, the logistically, it made sense for us to be somewhere else. It's still 100 yards? Well, 100 yards on the postage stamp hole for the hole in one. Right. But we're not going to be on the hole-in-one hole. Oh, who's going to – is it going to be somebody there verifying it? No. They said they don't need it. Said, what? what? Doug Donnelly, who's the Grand Poobah of Advantage hole-in-one, said we've been doing this long enough that there's four guys watching every every group. Somebody makes one, we'll know. And if they don't make one and they say they do, we'll know that too. Wow. <clears throat> I will say that's quite a leap of faith. I'll say that. Well, as you always say, $10,000. It better be worth it because if you, if That's you right, commit fraud, insurance fraud like that, you're going to jail. They're going to find out. Is ten grand worth it? They're going to find out. There was a great story back in the day when I was at a, a tournament at um, Champion Circle, back when it was called the Creeks of Beechwood. Okay. And there was this group, two groups together, that a hole-in-one for, for uh, Lexus. Yeah, I remember that. And uh, the one group said, hey, after you're done, just leave a ball in the hole. Mm-hmm. It was 190 yards. Right. And the next group, the last guy, took his driver and swung hard. But the ball went way, yeah. way, way gone. And so all of a sudden, they started jumping up and down and cheering. Right. Well, the woman who was watching was more reading a book. Sure. So they all ran up to see the ball that was in the hole. Right. And they said, uh, they, there you go. Hey, there it is. Hole in one. And the only way they caught him was one of the pros – was in the bathroom listening to them argue how they were going to distribute the ah, <laughs> Interesting, because, yeah, I could see. Okay, so that doesn't happen, though. Pretty tough to put the anus on them to disprove it. The anus? Yeah. So good for Doug Donnelly, but uh, hmm, I don't know. Interesting. By the way, Doug Donnelly's got a kid who's like a rock star receiver. That's what I hear. He's going to yeah. Alabama, or where's he going? No, I, I would think he'd want to go to. Ohio State given. Oh, that's right. He is going to Ohio State. Yeah. I don't think he's committed yet. Mm, Interesting. All right. So we are at Union Bear Brewery. Uh, We have Kern out here engineering. Good morning to you. Good morning, gentlemen. Back at the station. Let's do a quick uh, background check on one Margot. One name Margot. Are you a one name wonder? Um, what's that supposed huh? to mean? <laughs> yeah, what She's does famous. that mean? Well, you just go by Margot. It's Why wouldn't like, you? What's your last name, or do we just go by Margot? It's Mir. Margot Mar- Mir? Yeah, just call me Margot. M squared? I like Margot. <laughs> so what's your background? What's your bit? Um, I was a bad radio intern. Oh, sorry. And what else? <laughs> um, worked here for about three years. We've never had the pleasure. I know. Okay, so this yeah, this is my first 6 a.m. on a Saturday working with you guys. All right, so is this your full-time gig, or do you have another gig? I do everything at the station. So I work okay. in the office. Oh. Jack of all trades. Ticket chick, reporter. Nice. Wow. So. Yeah. It's exciting. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> okay. Come on, Margo. I told <laughs> <All right. laughs> This is a waste of a segment. 
No, it's not. It's never a waste <laughs> we, of segue. We always not, we, look. We're we're interested in the people that work on our show, I as opposed that. to some other shows. We actually take a, a fervent interest on on who's helping us out. So, I appreciate this is that. Also, this is also a chance for you to show your talents. So, anytime you want to pipe in, please pipe in. Anytime you want to throw in a drop, throw in a drop. Yeah, we're easy. We are. We'll never get mad Got at you. you. Just. Just entertain yourself. Okay. Yeah. How's that? <laughs> you do that, you'll stay awake. Dave Wilson retired as the best board op we ever had. And he did. He All he did was abuse himself for 10 years mm-hmm. is what he did. That's a secret. I don't want to so, do that. Why not? I'm good. <laughs> I think you said amuse yourself, not abuse yourself. Well, what did you say? It sounds I heard like abuse. abuse. That's what I said. <laughs> No, I should amuse. No, nah, I'm not so sure now. I absolutely did. I would not say that. Look at how, look at how conservative she just got. <laughs> what the hell? No, I did Me not too. say that. You know what? I'm leaning on Kern's side. That sounded like it. It sure did. But well, that's because okay. I can't speak. It doesn't mean that's what I said. That's a flimsy excuse. Uh, Margo, good to have you on board. And Thank you. going across to the other side of the glass, just Sam Madison doing tickers what? today. Is this true? On the ticket? Maybe not. We got him. Sam? Can you hear me now? Have there you we, ever done a ticker? There we go. Uh, yeah, I've literally done tickers for y'all before. It's just been a long, long time, man. Boy, this is like so which, a whole unique so, show today. So here's the thing. Would you rather be a ticker girl? I mean, is it... <laughs> a ticker girl? What? <laughs> no. You're, are you on an oxycodone today? Because you're not. worse today than you were last week. <laughs> I think I would no, rather I'm... board op your show. I enjoy board board opping the the morning shift very much. Interesting. Okay. Interesting. We like having you. Yeah, we do. Too. As long as you're part of the team, though, we're okay. Good. He's part of the team. Good. Show your versatility. Okay. All right. Very good. Good to have everybody on board, and let's get this show on the road because uh, I think it's gonna be a fun show today. <laughs> it already is. It's already swirling down the drain, and uh, let's get to some stuff. Some good stuff. Now, let's start off with a recap of last of last Sunday because I thought it was, I thought it was, it could have been great. I was worried about uh, a free fall, and it didn't happen. And I have a question about the future of the popularity of golf. What could have been? Hmm. Talk about all that next from Union Bear Brewery on the ticket. Bravo to just Sam. That was a good ticker. The same thing. Good ticker. How about that? Solid. Hey, thanks, Nailed guys. Mister Versatile. Beautiful. Beautiful. All right, this is the tea box, Rick and Craig. We're out here at Union Bear Brewery today. It's in Plano, around the southwest corner of 121 and the tollway. We'll be here till 10 o'clock today, anxiously awaiting what uh, Chef Tanner Fleming is going to bring us. Because even my wife said you gotta take pictures of what he brings you today. Hey, is Easy Bunny coming today, Tony? No, he's in. He's down south. I told you that. Yeah, Tony Smith has got, uh, he, he's away, but he's one of the big, big cheeses out Easy here money. as well. Mm-hmm. So, we'll be here till 10. This segment brought to you by the greatness of Club Corp and their one membership. I uh, had half off my food yesterday at Las Colinas. I saw my, you. I, I, watched burger you I watched you eat at the bar by yourself. I loved it. Some guy was talking to you. He yes. was. Hey, what'd you order? A burger and a bowl? What's uh, that? Yep. It's a burger. He thought I was, he, he thought he recognized me, and I hadn't seen this guy in like forever. I don't. You know, he goes, you come here all the time, right? And I said, nah, not every six months. You know. <laughs> anyway, and they made a, a really cool Arnold Palmer. 
I've never seen somebody go to that great length to make a true Arnold Palmer. Wait they a use minute. they use special they use real lemons, and they just didn't use lemonade. They use special lemons, and they put the sugar in, and then they put the iced tea. And it was it was it was impressive. Emily, huh. Emily, the waitress over there, uh, the bartender, did really well. Anyway, ch- check it out because once you get a one membership, you can play any of the other courses for you know a smidgen of a price, and you get half off food. So there you go. All right, eight thirty. We'll get into the leaderboards. Some bad streaks, man. Some really bad streaks. And what did Jordan Spieth say after he missed a cut? Yesterday he missed the cut on a course where everybody was killing it. 8.50. Craig and I have some thoughts on why there was such a great increase in U.S. Open ratings. Because uh, it got a nice boost. 9.10. This is somebody I happened upon. This is something I happened upon the other day. That the headline was... Um, is America getting dumber with finances? And they came up with six questions, a quiz, and see how many you can get right. You, as you're driving around, you're doing the honeydews, you're mowing the lawn, you can think, figure these things out in your head. They're not that tough. But amazingly, only half, the average in the, in the, around the country, only half, uh, only half the answers were correct. Huh. About that. And then at uh, 9.30... Tony Romo has another issue. What? Yeah. And the sad saga of Michelle Wee. Is, it, is she done? And then at 9.50, when we mix with Country Force, last week I teased the fact that at one time in my precocious young life, I decided to take a bet on how long I could take, how long I could survive being in a laundromat dryer. And I have so many questions about that. So we'll talk about that at 9.50. But first, and last week, we had the U.S. Open. I don't know about you. I was, uh, I watched, I was down in Austin. So visiting my son for Father's Day. And I purposely. Isn't he supposed to come visit you for Father's Day? No. It was good to get away. Okay. It was good to get away. And, And we actually celebrated Father's Day the previous week, officially, with the whole family there. Because my wife was out of town. Uh, the following week, so uh, I said, What'd "Yeah, you get? Oh, I got a lot of good stuff. I got uh, I got some pool rafts. I got a Kindle. I've always wanted really? a Kindle. Yeah, you know what? Worthy, very worthy. Because in my house, there I don't have. It's amazing. I don't have as many good reading lights as I get older. Huh. So the Kindle's great because it's backlit yeah. and it's really light, and you don't have to schlep books around and everything. You know what I got? I don't want to hear it. Not a damn thing. Well, your family's flawed. What can I tell you? As much as you do for them. One of my, one bad. of my sons didn't even call me. That's bad. Because he was in Portugal. That's bad. Why was he in Pro- Portugal? Because he called and said that was the cheapest flight I found to Europe, and I'm going to Europe. <laughs> oh, I also got one of those vibrating uh, back rollers. Uh huh. I have cool. one of those. Nice. I bought it myself. Worthy. Nobody bought it for me. Sorry. Well. <laughs> Sucks being you. <laughs> Sorry about that. Okay, so last week, let's get to some highs. So one of the things I hate when I watch sports is I is bracing for impending doom, especially when it's a guy that's trying to win his first major. Now, there were some good storylines. Brooks Kepka was trying to be the first three-peat of a U.S. Open since 1908 or whatever, something okay. ridiculous. So does that – he's the guy to me – like, when I watch, and I know we're going to get into the tournament stuff, but immediately after the, the U.S. Open is over, I see Gary Woodland on the Today Show. Uh-huh. 
Next day. Next, next day. day. Uh-huh. And I'm making his rounds, right? Carrying yeah. around trophies. Yep. Brooks Kepka didn't do that at all. Never did. Never. I remember. Which is interesting because he's locally represented here by Hambrick Sports. And not only that, he complains he doesn't have enough publicity. Or kind of throws it out there. He's a little people, bit of an irony. Yeah. To say the least. He wants all the attention, but he doesn't want to garner it. He I'm, doesn't want to go after and it, I'm it seems like. I'm just wondering if he won. Mm-hmm. Not as a golfer, because as a golfer, watching the U.S. Open is a must-watch, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But as a sports fan, mm-hmm. does he become a must-watch? You know, I don't think... I love watching him because I love watching his swing. His swing is one of the most solid-looking swings I've ever seen. And when, you, and when, it's, and when they show the top tracer, mm-hmm. everything just looks like money. Yeah. Even, when he, even when he pushes it to the right or whatever, he just looks solid. And he's going to hit it a mile. But... I'm not emotionally tied to him. I respect him. I, I admire his play. but And I do like the fact that he kind of tells it like it is. If people, yeah. are, if people complain about a U.S. Open, great, because I've just beaten all those guys already. So d- what does he need to do to become I think he's done okay. a must-watch? I think he's done okay. And the majors, he's a must-watch because he's the guy everybody's striving to beat. He's a must-watch for golfers. Four out of Tiger nine. Woods became... A must-watch for everybody. Okay, so name another golfer that's a must-watch for your average sports fan. That's what I'm saying. Nobody does is. It, does it? When does he become that? I. Or is maybe, it? Maybe if he'd have won that, you know. I mean, if he won five in a row, he'd have to go. Yeah. Oh yeah, that'd be crazy. Five majors in a row. Yeah, I'm just. Yeah, I'm, I, I'm, I would I'm think so. I'm throwing out a hypothetical. To I'm you. thinking like, so. Is, is it what? He's gonna have to go over and above because his personality is kind of understated. He's almost like the anti-hero. He just wants to be he wants to be left alone but not left alone. Isn't it's he, hard to figure him out. Isn't he Roger Federer in terms of personality? Maybe. In personality. Maybe. But there's a lot of tour or Pete players Sampras, that like it. I mean neither of those guys They didn't were, move the needle for me. Yeah, but because they didn't they didn't they didn't elicit any emotional but Federer became a must watch for me and I'm not a huge You know why? Fan. Because he had longevity and he was also it's almost like he was playing with house money. He was getting older. You know, but back in the day, you know, you, we had real, not to not to go off on a tangent, but back in the day, tennis was must watch because you had personalities. Yeah. You had Ilya Nastasi. You had, but Bjorn Borg wasn't a must watch for me. It was always the guys he played was. Vitas Gerolaitis, you know, Andrew McEnroe, Agassi, Boris Becker. They all were. Ilya Nastasi. I think I think tennis died when Stefan Edberg became the dominant player. It's like really. And Pete Sampras. After that was Pete Sampras, but before even it was Steffi Graf who didn't have much personality. If it's an individual sport, side. you better bring something yeah. other than talent. Yeah. And golfer. But it, I, I just wonder, you know, it's getting to that point, Rick. I mean, it's, this guy's been dominant, and when he's not winning, he's coming in second. second. And it's like, all right, so when when are we getting the re- when are we getting the rest of the sports fan out there to watch this sport? It's going to take a while because he's again nobody can compare to Tiger. Rory can't. Jordan can't. Oh, I, this, Justin he, Rose, DJ, anybody else in the top clo- ten. He's clearly the closest thing. Ability-wise. Ability-wise, two Tigers since Tigers. But personality-wise, not even close. No. He's kind of a closed shop. So, but he had a chance on the back nine. So I'm thinking, I'm wa- watching Gary Woodland, and I'm thinking, okay, I'm watching with my hands covering my face, looking through my fingers. I'm waiting for the implosion. When I thought it was going to happen, it was when he had a one-shot lead, maybe two, on the 14th hole, oh, par 14th. five. On a par five, he's 263 out, played 280, 
uphill into a slight wind. And he actually was talked into hitting the three. He's a big hitter, Woodland. Yeah. Actually talked into doing that by his caddy. Yeah. He said, you got this. Just go for it. Hits a pin high. I mean, ridiculous. Gets a birdie. Um, and then on 17, when he hits that, it right, that, that chip up was and aw- down. awesome. That was, you know, nerves did not get in the way. I don't know what it was. He said he had that same that same shot earlier in the week. So he had faced that before. But not with the impending win of a major. Of but a it is nice major. to have that little bit of experience. There. Okay, I remember this. I was amazed by a couple things. When I'm, when I'm always trying to put myself in their shoes, I either would have chunked it or bladed off the green. Meaning when he hit that shot, he barely brushed the, the green. If you looked at it, right. barely made a mark with a 64-degree wedge. Yeah. And he, it went over that little bank as he couldn't putt it. Two hops, checked, and he almost went in. And then, uh, and then on 18, he had a, he only needed a three putt, and he cans a 30 footer. Yep. So ask, ask me this, Batman, or answer me this. Why did Justin Rose decide to go first? Justin Rose had nowhere to go. He was 10 feet out. Just hit your damn putt and I get off think, the green. I don't think he thought he, he was going to make it. That's why. But if I'm Woodland, I said, hey, you know what? I have yeah, three he had, putts. He had 35 feet. He figured he'd go. I put, have put it, three putts, Justin. Why don't you get off the green? I figured he'd put it right next to it, and then Woodland would mark it, and then that's when you. I would have cleared the green and let him have his time. Yeah. Whatever it was. I, I was kind of. It, it was a little anticlimactic. Yeah. And, and, and if he doesn't make it, he marks. Justin Rose finishes off, and then he's got the green to himself. Who thought he was going to make that putt? When you don't need to make a putt like that, you generally don't. You just nuzzle it up close. So here's the other thing I didn't understand, and this is the this is what happens when you plan on an iconic golf course versus a new course nobody knows. So when Aaron Hills was the, the first time Kepka won, won 16 under par, that course was built hoping for the prevailing winds to jack with the golfers. Uh-huh. Those winds never arrived that week, so Kepka killed it, 16 under par, which is ludicrous for a U.S. Open. Right. And everybody slammed the Aaron Hills be, being a laid-down course. It wasn't the course's fault. It was the weather. Go to last week. Pebble Beach was a laydown. There were two guys double-digit under par at a U.S. Open. That's ridiculous. Okay? Nobody said a damn thing about it. Nobody said, wow, what's wrong with Pebble Beach? It was a fair, it was a fair setup. Nobody said anything about the wind or lack of wind. Nobody said about 13 under and 10 under. It's because... It's Pebble Beach, and it has some history to it versus Aaron Hills, and nobody knew what the hell it was. Hold that to next to 850. Okay. All right. So it was it was worthy. I'm glad Woodland hung on because I like to see guys win it, not lose it. I can't stand that. Sports failure always kills me. So I think. And then when he had the uh, the FaceTime with his uh, with his new friend Amy, Bacher Street, Bacher right. Street and uh, because if you haven't seen that video. You need to watch that from the Phoenix Open earlier this yeah. year. It's good stuff, really good stuff. And uh, they're the new, uh, they're the new couple on on uh, on any video, yeah. any any social media, and it looks really genuine. That's the best part. All right, that was brought to you by the greatness of Arcus Golf. Go to ArcusGolf.com. You know they they run Cowboys, and they Cowboys is up Cowboys. there on Ideal Golfer. Do. So you really should check that out. It's only eighty nine dollars right now. Normally two sixteen. Eighty nine is including tax. On Ideal Golfer, and it's good through uh, September 9th. I've eaten $89 of food on that golf course before. In one sitting? Yeah, not during the f- round of around the golf, yes. 
and are you, before. Are and you after. bragging about that? Yes, I like am. A fat ass. <laughs> yes, <laughs> I am. <laughs> Oink. All right, up next, we got a leaderboard out. The Travelers' pretty good field after a major, but some dubious streaks. And what the heck is going on with Jordan? We'll talk about that next. It's the official start of summer, and since summer means vacations, we need you to help out your fellow ticket P1s and V1s. Here's how. Step up and hold down their safe listening space while they're out of town. And in turn, when you leave out on your summer trip, they'll step in and step up their ticket listing habits to cover for you. That way, everyone keeps their P1 status all summer long. You see how that works? From Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM, The Tick. All right, folks. It's the new rage. Everybody's talking about it. CBD. They have been gum for me. And you know what? A lot of uh, testimonials on golfers using it and improving their game. You watch all the pros. Many of the pros were watching. Were, you were watching the US Open were chewing gum. Not well, but they were chewing it. Yeah, but like chewing cut. I guarantee that was CBD gum. And if you want to you think about it, we have a, a company called Orbitus. Go to playwithcbd.com. Playwithcbd.com. We have a gum. Mm-hmm. It's 24 bucks for 10 pieces. Mm-hmm. So it's like the it's 10 rounds of golf, like the use of a golf club. Mm-hmm. But I guarantee you that this gum will improve your or help you play better golf more than a good golf club. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Uh, it's worth a shot. I'll just say this. It's worth a shot. I would say so because people in golf try some amazing things, some some tools, some trick things to, to try and get their game going. You watch anything on the Golf Channel, everything looks like, what the hell is that? Try this. And it might it not only help your golf, it might help you uh, lower your anxiety, enhance your focus, energize, and faster recovery. It's very subtle, and it'll work. Start, you know, start tuning about a half hour before you're out. And most importantly, it's legal because there's zero THC in our in our gum. Yep, it's been tested. So we've tested it. We have the lab report. We have the, one, of, one of those little things on the white, white labels. Um, that's Q, Q, Q code thing. Okay. On our thing, so you can hit that and see our lab report. Mm-hmm. There is zero THC. So don't have to worry about getting pulled over or getting nothing. a drug test from your Completely company. Completely legal, and it works. So check it out. It's playwithcbd.com. It is. It's worth a shot. 8.38 on the ticket. Tee box. Expertly navigated by Margo back at the station. And if you're you're trying to stream us, I think we're back. Yeah, I heard we were offline on on the stream for about 20 minutes. But, uh, well, you got to hear a lot of commercials. So there you go. Uh, by the way, the, our app is usually pretty awesome. I listen to it a lot. Uh, this segment brought to you by the greatness of classic BMW right down the road, Spring Creek Parkway in the Tollway. And you can drive, test drive a BMW. Today is the last day you can do so. Get a $1,000 allowance towards the purchase or lease on most new BMW models. And plus, with every test drive, classic BMW make a $20 donation to Feeding America. So, do a good thing and get a great car or SUV at Classic BMW. All right, 850, we'll talk about the, the U.S. Open, and the ratings were really high this year. And we have some, fa- uh, I think we have some uh, thoughts as to why. And then at 910, they say that America is dumber when it comes to f- their finances, and I have a quiz that will either prove or refute that claim. Talk about okay. that at 910. 
First, we got a leaderboard because, Margot, do we have a sponsor back at the station? Let's see if she's up on top of things. She's probably on the phone with Cat um, again. She I don't probably believe so. is. Okay. We'll make it idealgolfer.com and the Texas Junior Golf Tour. How about that? So they're playing the Travelers Championship. Pretty good field this week after a major. Usually there's a big hangover. People want to, you know, yeah. take off. But uh, a lot of good players. You know, Brooks Kepka is in it. Uh, yeah. But your leader is one Zach Sucker. I had to look up the pronunciation. He's a web.com grad. He's had some medical He's issues. He's not a grad. He's on the web.com. He got a sponsor's exemption. Oh, okay. Okay. I stand corrected. He is 11 under, leading by two. Licked up his bio. He likes to wrestle alligators. Of course he does. Doesn't every golfer? Anyway, he's 11 under. Hits it a mile. He's making some putts. So that's what happens. When the guys can smack it and they can and their shirt game's in order that week, that's the time when they well, usually do well. It's still only halfway. I know, but still. Yep. Chez Revy is tied for second at 9 under with Keegan Bradley. well. He is playing well. Of course, I didn't take him this week. Uh, Ryan Moore is at 8 under. Paul Casey. Jason Day is at 7 under. Jason Day kept the partnership of him and Stevie Williams. I wonder. I thought Stevie Williams was just going to be a major caddy. Well, maybe he's in town or he's in the States. Might as well just stay here. So Jay, uh, Jason Day went 70-63 because Stevie Williams said, Come on, Mike. Either get your act together or I'm out of here. Yep. And Jason Day says, I'm listening. This is the first time I've listened to my caddy explicitly. Whatever Stevie Williams says, I'm doing. I'm not yep. going to argue with anything. By you know, the way, you kind of missed uh, Bryson Burgoon. Did I? Yeah. He's, here's the thing. He won a national championship with Texas A&M. Uh-huh. And, uh, I mean, he's he's hung around. He hasn't made a great living, but, I mean, he, the fact that he's 8-under, they call him a journeyman. Mm-hmm. So, we'll see what happens on the weekend. Colin Morikawa, playing his first event as a pro, he's 7-under. Good player. There's some, but I'll tell you, there's some studs coming out of college. I mean, we as I go down the leaderboard, you'll see that uh, uh, one, Victor Hovland, who came in 12th at the U.S. Open, broke Jack Nicklaus's amateur scoring record at the U.S. Open. He's Pretty at 4-under, and he's the, the uh, highest-ranked amateur on tour. And his buddy, his playing mate at uh, Oklahoma State, Matthew Wolf, also made the cut on the number. He had to birdie the last two holes. And so uh, so he's doing pretty well. And these guys seem like they have no fear. Now, you can attribute that to Tiger when they were growing up. But I was listening to a, a show coming in today, and they were talking to William McGirt. And he was saying the difference between when he came out on tour versus the young guns today, these guys are these guys are tour ready. Yep. Coming out of college, they have no fear. Sometimes they win. He says back when he was start, starting out on tour, you might see two, three rookies win that year. Now you're seeing 10, 15. It's ridiculous. These guys are the college programs are awesome. Um, it's brilliant. It's really like triple A. It's more right? like the competition is awesome. So you better that too. Be- you better play well or you ain't going anywhere. Yep. Uh, let's see. Uh, other than that, uh, Justin Thomas made the cut. He's four under. He's still, he was dealing with a wrist issue. But uh, Brooks Kepka made it. Brooks Kepka made it. And it's interesting. I'm, I'm interested to see how, what tournaments he plays because he says 
first he says he cares, then he doesn't care, and he's only in it for the majors. But you know now what? He, now he came back and said he cares again. Here's the deal. Tiger, it, when he teed it up, he wanted to win, but if it was between that or a major, he's taking the major. Jack Nicklaus was was very open about the fact all these other tournaments were just precursors, just warm-ups for majors. So he's not saying anything out of, out of school, no. I don't think, right? He's just being, being honest. Let's go down to the guys who missed the cut. And one of note, because he's local, is one Jordan Spieth. He's not playing well. He's playing, I don't know, he just looks weird. Um, here's the thing, though. So he hasn't won <clears throat> in 100 weeks. He hasn't won since the 2017 British Open. 100 weeks. That'd be almost two years. Yep. And he's, um, But this is only his third missed cut of the year. But his bar is so high, people are scratching their head, including him. Well, he still is only 67th in the FedEx Cup standings. Right. So. so they asked him, what's going on? He goes, I need to gain significant control of the golf ball tee to green. On and around greens, I'm in a better place than I've been in the last couple of weeks going into the British. So hopefully a little reset button helps and kind of nail it down what I've been working on. But I'm going to take some time off. You just can't go there and just swing. So you're constantly thinking more than you want to. I'll get some time off. I don't know how much yet. But I kind of need to get away from the game for a little reset and then try to finish the year strong. So when he says reset, what does that mean? You and I have been on Michael Greller watch for a while, his caddy. And how much do they fight through? Maybe Jordan says, you know what, I just need a different face. I just need somebody else just for a week. Just Let's just, it's not, it's not you, it's me, you know, the old breakup line. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think that's going to happen. I, just, I know he's Jordan, highly thought Jordan, of. And Jordan's very loyal. I mean, he, I, I, I don't know him anymore. I right. knew him as a kid. Right. But I, And things know, have changed. I know him as, a, but I know the family. It, Jordan's a loyal guy. And I, I just don't make, see him making a move. You know, here's the thing. He won three majors quickly and won a lot quickly with the same team in place. Yep. So everybody's you, got a team now. You need to make a. You need to kind of look in the mirror. Mm-hmm. So. Well, again, you hope for the best, but he's one of these guys that's kind of high strung, and hell, he might need some double CBD gum. <laughs> need two doses. Okay, so a couple of dubious things happened this week. Jay, Jason Kokrak, who had tied with uh, Hideki Matsuyama for the longest current consecutive cut streak made. 23. You picked him on our DraftKings. And you know I what? Did you did not. You ride the, uh, you ride was, the hot streak, right? He was cheap, and he makes every cut. And he does pretty yes. well out there, too. He's, he's a past winner there. Yes. And he came in dead last. <clears throat> not only that, when he started on Thursday on the 10th hole, he three-jacked his first four greens. Yeah, who hasn't done that? Well, you and I... <laughs> maybe have again when you're playing in term of golf that's way different because there's a lot of good goods when we play because we just want to move on and but uh so he three putts the first four greens shoots nine over dead last and uh when i see 23 is the current streak every time i see that i think of 142 and how ridiculous that, that yep. might be tiger's be- i don't care if it's 81 wins i don't care if it's 15 majors playing when you suck comparatively, and you still make a cut, still can grind through, pretty sweet. The other one that I thought was interesting, 
and I thought it might be the most embarrassing reason for a pro to DQ other than cheating. One Clement Berardo was playing in the Challenge Tour overseas. It's kind of like their developmental tour for the European Tour. Right. He had to DQ on the 16th hole because he ran out of golf balls. Yeah, but did you see how he was playing? He was 10 over through 15. Yeah, that I, he may have had six more balls in his bag, and he just kind of said, man, I'm out of balls. No, he's, Well, maybe, but we don't know that for sure. That's what I'd be doing. But here's the thing. So one of, our, one of our P1s, Michael Black, <laughs> he tweeted me, and he goes, is there a limit on how many golf balls you can have in your bag? And I said, I don't think so. No. It's just how many of your caddy wants to schlep around because right. they're heavy Yep. Uh, over 18 holes. I mean, I think. Yeah, I think you're allowed to get a ball from a, from a, somebody else, too, if it's the same ball you're playing. Yeah, but here's my here's my thought. Or you can go at the turn and have your guy go in. Like, Tiger had to do that. Or Stevie Williams had to do that at a U.S. Open. Tiger yep. didn't know he was down to his last ball. Yep. You talk about freaking. Oh, my God. But here's the thing. Um, yeah, when you're in a world of hurt like that, I think most – I talked to Todd Hamilton one day. Not to name drop. But I said, how many oh, how many oh, sleeves of balls do you typically uh, keep in your bag? And he goes, two. They usually what? walk around with two sleeves in their bag. Yeah. Oh, two. Two yeah. sleeves. Yeah, six I balls. I two golf balls. No, like, two sleeves. Yeah. So they're not carrying a dozen. I think the average amateur golfer has about 20. <laughs> at least, right? Because they have their good... They have their brand new balls that are in their sleeves. Then they have their water balls that they every time or they find a ball they put it in their bag. I watched I watched my son and he always used to make me really nervous because when he was carrying his own bag, playing in tournaments and uh-huh. stuff, he would never have more than two sleeves in his bag at any time. Yeah, that that is playing with and fire. It always made it? me nervous. Yeah. So. But they're good enough that they're not losing that many golf balls. Yeah, but still, he'd already uh, he was ranked a nineteen hundred ninth. So it actually goes down that far. Yeah. I think we're ahead of him. Mm, barely. Maybe. But uh, that's a toughie. That's a toughie. But he DQ'd himself. And maybe he did. Maybe he didn't. I don't know. <laughs> but at some point, you only have two holes left. Why wouldn't you just play it out if you still had golf balls? It's kind of That would be kind of chicken ass, wouldn't it? So, yeah, but I'm just saying so. he wasn't probably scrambling to go find them. Like if you ran out of golf balls mm-hmm. and you're playing a Srixon Z-Star, Mm-hmm. You can go find another somebody else out there who's playing tricks on Z stars and grab a ball from them. You can go do that. So if they're all playing Titleist out there and they're Pro V ones, he can go. Hey, can I get one of your Pro V ones? Do you just mind? You got so, a spare one. So what would happen if he used another golf ball? Again, I'm not a rules domo by any stretch. And he just wanted to play it out. He's going to be DQ'd anyway, but he didn't want to trunk slam on the 16th hole. Can I have one of your golf balls and I'll just play out? My, my, my score isn't going to matter anyway, but I, I don't want to walk you know off. In the world of match play, I I It I wasn't match it, play. It was, wasn't it? No. I don't think so. Yeah, it was match play. No, it was a challenge tour. Yeah, but I think it was still a match play event. Mm, I don't think so. But anyway, we digress. Yeah. I still think it's it, it, yeah, it's crazy. Oh, you're right. You know what? You're on a roll today. It was match play. Yeah. But so what the hell? In a match play. Yeah, hey, you could get off. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I get it. But in a in a stroke play, I think, I I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Ask Drago that one. I don't know either. You just use a different ball. Anyway, ball. that's like know. that's like getting beat nine and seven, but yeah. maybe worse. I don't know. Oh, yeah. so there you go. So other people have the same issues we do, and they're pros. So when you're next time you're slogging it around on a golf course and you're sculling balls everywhere, just know you're in good company. Sometimes <laughs> it happens. 
All right, 8.50 on the ticket. T-Box out at Union Bear Brewery. And I'm looking at this menu, and I, I'm waiting to be uh, surprised by Chef Tanner Fleming because everything on here looks amazing. So uh, my mouth is already watering. All right, up next, let's talk about the U.S. Open from a rating standpoint. A lot of people watched, more so than in a number of years. And I think Craig and I have some factors that might have contributed. I let's talk do it. about that next. Let's do it. All right, 8.59 on the ticket. Just tweeted out what Craig and I are munching on in Kern. Out here at Union Bear Brewery. Yummy. Courtesy of one, Zach Tyne. He's the chef de cuisine out here. That's high. That's a high title. Is it? Chef de cuisine, Zach Tyne. So we have the funnel cake fries. We have the chicken and waffles. There are other stuff coming out. Man, this place is they've money. They've got this chicken pl- and waffles with this. It's like that, that hot house chicken now that they're like, like Nashville hot chicken. Yep. I, I don't know how they do an egg like that. Oh, my God. Oh, dear Lord. My wife is going to be incredibly dear jealous Lord. by this. Look at that burger. That is. I've had that burger before. It's awesome. Wow. wow. Anyway, so if we have trouble speaking... We'll at least have an excuse this time because we're feeding our face. Right, let's get to break quick. Yep. <laughs> All right, this segment brought to you by the greatness of your DFW Mercedes dealers. They have the brand new GLE. I reviewed it a couple of issues ago in Avid Golfer Magazine. It is stupendous. It is the state-of-the-art technology-wise for SUVs. You can get it at one of the six Mercedes-Benz dealers here in uh, Metroplex. All right, 910. See how... Uh, Everybody is up on finances because I saw something where they say America is getting dumber when it comes to just rudimentary finance knowledge. And there's nobody worse than 18 to 34. Okay. So I have six questions. We'll ask that at 9.10 and then at 9.30. get both of our kids on the phone and ask. The sad saga of Michelle Wee and maybe Tony Romo. See how that how they compared at 9:30. You know it's sad. Michelle Wee looks good. Mm-hmm. Yep, she's got a bad wrist. She looks good and she looks hand. confident. She got confident. Well, not when after she shoots an 84. Mm-mm. Okay, so last year the U.S. Open, won by Brooks Kepka, his he defended his title, was at Shinnecock Hills, iconic golf course for golf fans. If you're not a golf fan, eh. You know. All right, where's that on your list of must-play courses? Mm-hmm. Even as a golf aficionado, uh, God, yeah. yeah. I'm I'm more of a I'm more of a find me a course by a beach. I like water. I like oceans. I like waves crashing. So, to that point, that's why I think the this year's U.S. Open had a 44% increase in TV viewers than last year. Now, all right. So I asked you this this week. I said, I think there's three reasons. There okay. could have been three reasons. Which one is it? Is it a mm-hmm. the fact that it's on prime time? Yes. <laughs> That's huge. Is it because there was nothing else on? The fact that it was at Pebble Beach, and we all know that golf course. Yes. If you've ever played a video game, you have played Pebble Beach. One time at least, and you know that golf course. Probably know the front nine better than the back, which is weird about it. Yeah. Or is it three, 
the fact that we're all watching to see if Brooks Kepka can make history and win three U.S. Opens in a row. Yes. All three. Because it was fairly close on the back nine. Yeah. Okay. So there was every possible reason you for t- Gary Woodland to tank. You had Tiger playing well on the back nine, even though he wasn't in contention. It didn't show him a whole lot, though. At no. least I didn't notice it. It did show him enough. I mean, he started making birdies. But when he's out of contention, I'm not sure that moves the needle much. If he would have been in the last two groups. I think everybody wants to see him. I guess. Maybe. But when he's not really playing for anything. I'm not sure that matters as much, and I I, I don't think uh, I don't think Fox I think Fox did a really good job. I think they're they have some new f- uh, voices. That Shane Bacon's pretty good. Brad Faxon's pretty good. Uh, Azinger's okay. You know I think he's trying to be Johnny mm-hmm. Miller light. Comes up with some weird stuff. But Joel Klatt's good. Joel Klatt's good for what he was doing. He was doing uh, interviews. I've never seen a guy with a better posture doing. Uh, How about me? <laughs> um, but no, he's he's very versatile. He's gonna be the next he's gonna be the next superstar. He yeah. already is. He's number one college football analyst. He knows how to play golf. He's yeah. you know, he's he's got something. Anyway. Yeah, I would say all three of those things. Uh prime venue, everybody knows it. Primetime viewing, everybody what else are you gonna do? So with that And said, the weather was great. So, so every vista, every every right. drone shot was but gorgeous. But even if it wasn't, it still was gonna be I mean, if the weather was awful, it still the, the photos would still be off, awesome, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, you're on the water, like you said, and there wasn't even any rate waves crashing because there was no wind. Yeah, that was really interesting. I noticed how calm the waters were. So, In fact, on that on the 18th hole, it's the first time I've ever seen the rocks behind the tee box. So I, I posed the question to you, mm. and I'll pose it again. Again. Why not have it there every year? You get to stay in prime time. How about we all know the course, so we like to watch it because we know it. It's on the water. It's cool. And it's got history. Why not just – I mean, I think that element – I think number one was the main reason, the fact that we all know Pebble. Mm-hmm. It's Pebble. Yeah, it's just – it's 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 eye candy. And it's and it's on prime time. Those two things, and that's what you get from being out there. Why not just have it there every year? And that's why Augusta is the number one watched – um, right, we all know that from, course, right? We know that course frontwards and backwards. Right. We know what to anticipate. We know what the pitfalls could be. When you're playing in Aaron Hills or something, we're all scratching our head going, what the hell? Right. I haven't seen this course. I don't know what they're hit playing for or playing right. at. So why don't we make it to be – like I, I, if they switch from from Pebble to even Torrey and just flip-flop those every year. I wouldn't have a problem. Again, I'm a beach guy. Right. I like I like Let water. The PGA go wherever. They're first now. Yeah. So. Uh, second. Second. Yeah. Yeah. But first, you know, before. I, I don't think that'll ever happen. But I I think they need to tighten up the rotation on the U.S. Open. Mm-hmm. Maybe every four, they rotate. Maybe they do a Shinnecock. Maybe they do an Oakmont. Maybe they do a Pebble. Maybe they do, I don't know, whatever. How frequent do they do the old course for the British? I think it's every six. Six or seven. Six? Really? Something like that. Yeah, something like that. Because we all know that course very well, too. Why not have that one? I, I bet ratings are always better when it's at the old course. Yeah, it's, it's you. People like what they've were familiar right. with, right? I'm gonna I'm gonna look that up here real quick because I want to know. Uh, hmm. This year it's a there. Royal Portbrush. Portbrush. We don't know anything about that course. No. 
I don't know nothing about that course. Yep. Which you do a lot of the players. I know one of our buddies, uh, Scott, has played it and says really good golf course. But that's it. I'll take his word for it. Right. Uh, so they have – I'll have to look during the break. Um, but it was well put out. It was close to the end. The winner made some iconic shots, that that three-wood – from a hunt from playing 280 up into the wind on 14 when a disaster could have happened at any point when he had to make that chip on 17 when he cans a 30 foot on 18 yeah but Rick you know what you, awesome. you talk about compelling and not but here's the thing you didn't have your superstars were not in this Tiger Brooks wasn't Kepka, no I mean, it's not, we just talked about that I'm not sure well he was trying to make history it's not Tiger it's not Phil it's not Jordan it's not Justin it's not Dustin I mean, you didn't have your superstars in contention, really. You... Yeah, I'll and give you so, that. so, you know, you had Gary Woodland. How many guys – my wife didn't even know who Gary Woodland is, and she's in the golf business. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, he's a top 25 player, but he's 25th at the time. Hasn't won a major. Was in contention last year for one, but didn't win it. Right. So I, I think a lot of it has to do with venue and time, you know. Could be. Okay, so it looks like, from what I can see, top of my head, St. Andrews is, is every five years. Okay. Well, Pebble should definitely be every five years. That's what I'm thinking. That's what I'm thinking. But it was good stuff. I mean, you know, golf did golf was should have been proud. Yeah. It was it was okay. And watching it till 9 o'clock at night was interesting. It was awesome. Yeah. Was... I love that, and I love the British when you can watch it at 3 o'clock, get up at 3 o'clock in the morning and watch them golf and be done by noon. That's what you want to do. Yeah. Seriously, you laugh, but yeah. I know. Some people are like that. I'm I'm not an early – I get up at 5 sometimes, you know, usually go work out. But I'm not a 3 o'clock guy to watch the early holes, especially on the weekend, because the leaders aren't teeing off to like 9 o'clock. No, but it's Thursday and Friday I do. Yeah. All right, that was brought to you by the greatness of McDavid Lincoln of Plano. You can get a 2019 Lincoln Navigator for a mere 849 a month. That's a steal for that type of vehicle. That Navigator is money. And uh, you can also get a, the smaller crossover Nautilus for only 349 a month. Right down the road at Great McDavid name for a car. Lincoln of I like the fact that these these car manufacturers are starting to come back with names. Yeah. I like numbers the numbers throw me for a loop. I drive it. You know, I drive the 300E mm-hmm. or 300-whatever. No, I drive the Nautilus. All right, also by the City of Arlington Golf Courses, Texas Rangers, Lake Arlington, which is up on Ideal Golfer. And don't forget the greatness of T.R. Verity, always a top 10 rated course in the Metroplex. All right, up next, how smart are you with your finances? Do I'm you know smart. anything? We'll test you I'm next not on the ticket. <laughs> Gladly stuffing our faces here at Union Bear Brewery. Oh, my God. Let's see, the the funnel cake fries, the French toast, the chicken and waffles. I haven't even touched the hamburger yet, but I've had it here before, and it is, you know, you put an egg on anything, it just ramps it up, puts it up to 11. Because uh, chef, uh, Zach Tyne, the chef de cuisine. No, I've Through the urging it. of general manager Tanner Fleming. As I've gotten older in life, I've lost my taste for eggs. I'm upset about it. I find that... Uh, I'm upset about it. I've, I've I don't find that uncommon loved, for I've whatever reason. I've loved eggs all my life, and now I just... Man, I can't eat one. Anyway, we're out here. It's a Union Bear Brewery. It's right on the southeast corner of 121 and the tollway. They open up at 10. And you might see us 
try and walk out of here because I'm eating like crazy. Current out of your engineering back at the station, Margot, for the first time running the show. And just Sam Madison doing tickers twice an hour. Uh, before we get to my quiz, we have the weather, and it's brought to you by Margot. DNM Leasing. There you go. And also uh, the Tribute Golf Club, where we're going to be tomorrow. How about that? For Pretty our tournament. Tribute. Yeah. So, all right. So I'm actually playing their sister course, Old American, today. Oh, look at you. Name drop. All right. So I ran across this. As as you get older, you know, Craig and I are always kind of big on financing, and we think we know what how the stock market's going to work. That's always a dangerous assumption sometimes. But I find this in USA Today this week, and the headline is, are we dumber, are Americans dumber now with regards to financial uh, knowledge? Okay. That's assuming we were smart before. And the answer is, okay, they were six questions. Okay. Only 34% could answer at least four of these six correctly. So should we ask just That's Sam and Margot to answer these to see if they can? Sure. Because they're kind of in that age group here. Okay, so the worst performing demographic was Americans 18 to 34. Are you in that group, Sam and Margot? Yep. We are, unfortunately. Okay. Okay. So their share of answering at least four of, I think it's maybe it's five questions. I had six for some reason. Um, fell by nearly half in the last nine years, going from 30% in 2009 to a mere 17% this year. Okay. Let's so, go. Okay. I'm scared. Me too. All right. How about a little uh, music back there, Margo? Let's get this thing going. All right. Question number one. Suppose you have $100, well, a little bit lower. <laughs> <laughs> this is a smidge. Question number one. Suppose you have $100 in a savings account earning 2% interest a year. Okay. After five years, how much would you have? One, or A, more than $102. Two, exactly $102. Three, less than $102. Or four, don't know. Well, you'd have more because it's earning interest on the money. Margo? You lost me at interest. Can you repeat the question? Suppose you have $100 in a savings account earning 2% interest a year. After five years, how much would you have? A, more than 102. B, less or exactly 102. Or C, less than 102. More. Very good. So that's 18 to 34. The ticket, ticket folks are... They're one for one. Yeah, it shouldn't be that tough. Okay, here we go. Question number two. People get that wrong. Uh, only... Let me see. 45% got that correct. I know. Whoa. Americans are dumbasses. Uh, imagine that the interest rate on your savings account is 1% a year. Okay? And inflation is 2% a year. After one year, would the money in the account buy more than it does today, exactly the same or less? Imagine the interest rate on your savings account is getting 1% a year and inflation is 2% a year. So after one after year? One year ap yeah. After one year, would the money in your account buy more, the same, or less? I feel like that'd be the same, the same. right? Would it cancel out? <sighs> That's what I was thinking. All right, we're one for one. <laughs> we're one for two. Really? One and one. I 
Am I, doing, yep. am I doing the math on that wrong? Yeah, because the inflation is higher than the interest. So prices are going to go up 2%, but you're only going to make 1% on your money. Yep. Okay, all right. I'm doing so the inflation direction. Two. I'm doing the inflation direction wrong then. Mm-hmm. Okay, so you're 1 for 2, which you're still doing okay for an 18 to 34. Yeah, you're still 50%. Okay, this is the one that gave most people problems. Huh. If interest rates rise, what will typically happen to bond prices? Rise, fall, stay the same, or there is no relationship? I think this is a tough one. These are the ones that most people that's like don't a, get yeah, because that's they don't deal with bonds. That's a stock market thing, but I want to say bonds nothing go down if interest rates go up. Okay, just Sam got that correct. Margo, not so much. When interest rates rise, bond prices fall. When interest rates fall, bond prices rise. That's because as interest rates go up, newer bonds come to market paying higher interest yields than older bonds, making the older bonds worth less. Yeah, I mean, that's what so, I was thinking to myself in my head. Very good. When you said very that. Very good. You did well. All right. Question number uh, three, four. You know what? I will say... The first couple questions, if you don't know them, I'd be concerned. Yes. Uh, the that, bond question is tough. The bond question doesn't so make what? sense. So, you know. But yeah. that's in there. Okay. True or false? A 15-year mortgage typically requires higher monthly payments than a 30-year mortgage, but the total interest over the life of the loan will be less. True or false? A 15-year mortgage typically requires higher monthly payments than a 30-year mortgage, but the total interest over the life of the loan will be less. I've never bought a house before. I've never even looked at buying a house. What are the answers? I want to preface that, but I'm going to fall. True or false? I feel like okay, I, that's what I thought. That's choice, Margaret. I know that the payment will be right higher there. because it's like more aggressive, but I don't know about the interest rate. But I'm just going to say true. Margo? True. Very good. It was not emphatic, but you. You flipped the coin correctly. This is too much thinking that I wanted to do on a Saturday. Assuming the same interest rate for both loans, you will pay less in interest over the life of a 15-year-old than you would on a 30. Um, and obviously, that's why the monthly payments are higher in a 15 because you're paying more principal off each month. Yep. Okay. True or false? Buying a single company's stock usually provides a safer return than a stock mutual fund. True or false? Buying a single company stock usually provides a safer return than False. a stock mutual fund. No clue. False. Re wait, guess. Repeat the question. Why don't you guess? Repeat Why don't the you question. Piggyback on Sam's <laughs> answer. Wait. Repeat the question. Buying <laughs> buying a single company stock usually provides a safer return than a stock mutual fund. You know what you know what a mutual fund is, Margo? No. So, I'm say so false. mutual fund is a, is a whole bunch of company stocks put into one fund. Okay, so false. Versus buying one single company stock. So all your eggs in one basket versus spreading it out. Either buying the ticket or buying cumulus. Yeah, there you go. False. Very good. It is true. Because, again, you're not putting all your eggs in one basket. You can also make much bigger returns if you guess right on a single stock. All right, here's the bonus question. Ooh, bonus. Sam actually has done very well. Yeah, Margo's one behind, right? Margo's gotten yeah. two. And... Not that bad. Yeah, yeah. Not, not horrible. But Sam's Sam's impressive. Okay, the bonus question. Suppose you owe $1,000 on a loan, and the interest rate you are charged is 20% a year compounded annually. Ouch. Okay? Jeez. That's, 
That's some high vig right there. Yeah, it is. That's when you're that's when you're paying moose and lefty. If you didn't pay anything off at this interest rate, how many years would it take for the amount you owe to double? So remember, 20% interest a year on a $1,000 loan that's compounded. So you take the total of the first year, then you add 20% on the second year. So have, there is on, one. On the there is a rule. You know the rule to figure it out. So how long would it take to get to 2K? It's yes. called the rule of 72. Mm-hmm. So 72 72 by the interest rate, and that's how long it would take for your money to double. So the so the answers are A, less than two years, B, two to four years, C, five to nine years, D, ten or more years. I want to say two to four. Okay, Margo? <laughs> I think I lost her. You owe $1,000 on a loan. No, I think, you lo- <laughs> I think you lost her on we're doing a quiz. <laughs> Sorry yeah. to put you through the gauntlet <laughs> here, Marco. Um, when in doubt, just follow. Sam, I'll go with C because you always pick C if you don't know. Really? Yeah, that's, that's, that's the rule. If you, is that your default? Yeah. Always pick C if you don't it's know. It's a rule. Uh, Genius. That is brilliant. <laughs> no, just Sam got another one right. Two to four Man, years. Just I Sam think- needs to get a job. <laughs> I think the important part of that one is just knowing that that's a terrible deal and that you're, you're yeah, in, you're, you're dire straits. Whatever you're, you're owing is, a year yeah, anybody, to anybody. That's the, as, that's the only Craig, important part of that. As Craig Apley said, someone who knows the rule of 72 would know that it would be about 3.6 years, which makes the correct answer two to four. And finance the rule of 72 is a method for estimating investments doubling time. The rule number i.e. 72, is divided by the interest percentage per period to obtain the approximate number of periods, usually years, required for doubling. Yep. That actually sounds so kind of more confusing than normal. Well, Just know the rule of 72. If you're getting a 10% interest rate on your investments, it takes you 7.2 years to double your money. There you go. Which is always what I think. I learned so something today. In, uh, in our little sample size, our ticket brethren, 18 to 34, did appreciably better than the national average 18 to 34 who failed miserably appreciably so good good job for you guys way to go even you margo nice job nice nice job all right that little uh vignette was brought to you by the greatness of vignette yeah don't say it don't say it is it vignette or vignette it's vignette maybe it? it is doesn't matter. I've already lost. It's been already lost interest. I think that's more of a potato potato. Thing. Net. Yeah, I think it is too. Really? Yeah. Vignette. I don't think so. I don't think anybody says Vignette. Vignette. Yeah, I think you're right. It sounds like a bad Vignette. nickname for somebody. It sounds like something Vignette. you don't want to eat. <laughs> yeah. Stale food. Run food. All right, that's brought you by Crest Cars. How about Crest Volvo, where you can get a brand new S60 for a mere three fifty nine a month. The brand new one. It's the, it's the nice little four door Volvo. Sweet. Nice. S60. All right, up next, two tales of woe. One, Michelle Wee. Two, Tony Romo? Talk about that next. Left and they'll be gone by tomorrow. Now, you know why this course is fun? They don't have a bunker. Yeah. Why, Love we, that. Why, why mess around in up? the sand? Yeah, you can walk it. It's easy. It's a good uh, after work special. So Sands, check it all out. Sands for beaches. 9.35 on the ticket. T-Box stuffing our fat faces here at Union Bear Brewery. You should come to Union Bear. 
This place is awesome. They got a pond in the back. Yep. A Polenta pond. This place is money. It is on the southeast corner of the Tollway and 121. We've had, let's see, what have we had? Great burger. We've had funnel cake fries. We've had chicken and waffles. We've had French toast. I think the chicken and waffles was your favorite. The funnel cake fries were mine. You know what? I'm to waddle out of here. I have plowed through just about everything, and I, I always have to do this. I always have to send pics of breakfasts to my family just to kind of give them a little one. What's up? Uh-huh. They're usually they're very jealous, as they should be. Uh, big thanks to Tanner Fleming, the GM out here. Also, Zach Tyne, the chef de cuisine, and, of course, Tony Smith. Easy money, Tony. Easy money, Tony. Fun guy to golf with. All right, we will mix with Country Force here in a smidge, and I will tell you how I came to be, I felt compelled to find out how long I could stay or survive in a laundromat dryer while it was running. The question is why? Well, I'll tell you. I have all sorts of questions on that. But first, as we, uh, this is brought to you by... Crest Infinity and Crest Cadillac. You know, Crest uh, Cadillac has the brand new XT6. Just came out. Their brand new SUV. Looks pretty scrumptious. I'm looking forward to reviewing that puppy. So, funny story. So, last week was Mike Brosen's birthday. Yeah. So, I sent a um, I sent a note to his closest friends. I said, hey, for Mike's birthday, you can buy any car in the lot, his closest friends, for twenty five grand. Mm-hmm. So they all thought I was serious, yep. and they all start going onto the website. Man, he's got some high-end fine cars. cars in the pre-owned line. Mm-hmm. You could buy something pretty sweet for twenty-five grand. <laughs> he's got a Porsche out there. I saw it the other day. Yep. All right. So two tales of woe before we get to uh, my laundromat saga. One has to do with one Michelle Wee who started off a very precocious career at the age of 13. Started playing in the Sony Open, started competing when, against the men. When I saw the show schedule that you give mm-hmm. me on the Friday, and you, I can't remember what you called it, like demise of Michelle Weir or what she done, I had to look up how old she was. Because mm-hmm. She's older than I thought she was. She's not. She's 29. I thought she was younger. Believe it or not. God, she's been around forever. I know, but that's what I'm thinking. She started at 13. I was going to say, if you put a gun in my head, I'd say 26, 27. She's 29. She's been in our in the spotlight with us for 16 years. Mm-hmm. I think it's exactly the amount of time I've been doing the T-Box. How about that? Coincidence? I think not. Maybe I'm done, too. So, <laughs> she was up playing yesterday at the KPMG Women's PGA Championship. You know, she's uh, married to... Jerry West kid. Yep. The basketball player. Yep. Anyway, she's had a big wrist uh, injury problem, and so much that in between each shot, she had to put an ice pack on her wrist to numb the pain so she could hit her next shot. By the way, though, I, I'm just going to say, for somebody who's played 16 years of golf and put her body through all that stuff, she looks great. Yeah. And I don't even mean... Hot? A, yes. I just mean her the way she carries mm-hmm. herself. Her posture. Agreed. That, I mean, she just, you. I would never know she was struggling. Yep. No, she's uh, she's a good egg. She seems to, she seems to have life figured yeah. out. You know, especially when so much expectations was heaped upon her, and she didn't really live up to them. 
right. I'm going to say. No? She's got one major. She has shot 84-82. She says, even on the worst day, it's still great being out here. I had fun today. Just stuff is hard. Hazeltine is hard. Yeah, it's not easy. Um, she doesn't know what she's going to do. I'm still going to be optimistic about everything, but definitely try to listen to my body as I don't have, I don't do a great job of that. So going to go back and try and figure out what's going to happen. Um, hitting balls on the range didn't feel great, but I wanted to finish. I say she shuts it down for a while. Just chill. You know, she's pretty much done everything. She can still be a huge endorsement. Um, she can get a medical exemption, can't she? Yeah, she can do whatever she wants. She's got a major. She won a major like, what, three years ago? Something like that? So I feel bad for her because it's kind of like the Macaulay Culkin thing where you have a lot of upside early, and then it's tough to live up to that expectation. I think Jordan's going through that a little bit. Um, it's what have you done for me lately, and that's all, that's all any of us tend to remember. All right. Item number two when it comes to woes, Tony Romo withdrew after three holes yesterday at the Northeast Amateur, citing a bad back. Uh-oh. Now, I haven't heard him battling a back injury since he left football. I know that he immediately went, right after he left, he retired, he went to Troy Van Beesen, mm-hmm. our, our chiropractor stars, and writer for Avid Golfer Magazine. Yeah, good stuff. And Troy swore that with the way we've been doing the treatment and stuff, Tony could play football right now. He told really? me that a year or two ago. Yeah. He can play football, but now he can't play golf. Does that make any sense? No, I just – golf's hard on your body when you're yeah. playing at a high level. And all of a sudden – and look, he's still got war wounds in, right? Mm-hmm. I mean, it, what what, got, what football did to his body, he's going to have times where it's going to hurt. And maybe now's one of those times. I didn't realize this. Uh, he pulled out of the Dogwood Invitational after 27 holes earlier this year um, because of his back again. So this is an ongoing thing. This is the first time I, I've read about him having this – Occurring injury, but uh, you know, backs and golf do not mix. They're not meant for each other. Do you know the one thing that surprises me more than anything hmm. in life? Do tell. So Tiger Woods was done. Yeah. Couldn't walk. Mm-hmm. Couldn't. Obviously, he even would come on the come on in interviews and say, "I'm not sure I can ever play again. Do whatever." And he goes to a doctor. Mm-hmm. In Dallas, mm-hmm. that fuses his back, mm-hmm. and two years later he wins the Masters at 40 years old. Mm-hmm. Do you know that guy's name? Richard Geyer. I didn't know it. Yeah. I, why but is, he's under the radar. In fact, I Tiger mean, just ridiculous, did it. Ridiculous, right? Why isn't Tony at that guy? I think uh, I think Tiger even did a kind of a, a little promotional spot for that. Um, that doctor's conglomerate. Really? He's part of it. Yeah, just said it's miraculous what what I he goes it changed my life. I had no life before this. And not only was he able to walk and play with his kids and and do things most normal people would do, he's playing golf at the highest win level. Ma- win majors. That's what I'm saying, playing golf at the highest level. He's still doing that. So what was the last I don't remember this. What was the last guy who won a major over the age of 40 before that? Ooh, uh that doesn't happen every day. Maybe uh VJ doesn't happen every day. Mm-hmm. No. No. No, no, no. And no, he no. did it. Uh, Phil. Phil's 49. He's won a major the last nine years. All right, so Phil at 49. Does he f- play a full schedule next year at 50, or is he going to move over to the championship? I bet he'll do both. I bet he'll be a hybrid. 
because there'll be times when the tour would say, would you please show up for a couple of, even if for, for me. Okay, so it comes down to this. Remember, I, I, I remember asking the late and great Bruce Litsky this. He never won a major on the PGA Tour. He won, I believe, a U.S. Open senior, senior U.S. Open. I said, does that count? He goes, hmm. Not yeah, really. but I can't remember the who I asked. Maybe it was Brant Job. I can't remember. Has he won a, a senior major? I don't know. They're all majors. It oh, seems like on the senior tour these days. Damn right, it's a major on my tour. Yeah, but it's if you had a choice, it would be it would be prime time U.S. Open. Maybe eighty percent. I don't think eighty-five percent. I don't think you're getting any endorsement money for winning a major on the Champions Tour. I don't think so either. Well, they have like nine of them now. It's ridiculous. I can't even tell what the hell they are. They're all sponsored. They all sound wheels off to me. Anywho, um, yeah. So Tony is gonna has shut it down for a little bit. Michelle Wee should shut it down for a good period of time. She just got married. Look, enjoy that for a while. She's got enough money in the bank. Yep. And uh, but she is easy to root for. Yeah. As you said, she mm-hmm. takes everything with a lot of grace and she handles it well. And and for somebody who's who had Wheels off parents, you know, helicoptering her her whole life. She seems to have turned out pretty decent, which is shows that the resilience of humans is uh, can be uh, remarkable at times. So, all right, that was brought to you by the greatness of Park Place and their dealers. God, they have so many amazing brands. But for this uh, sponsorship, you can check out the Jaguar I-Pace. It's a little SUV that's all electric. It was nice. the 2019 World Car of the Year. And one of my favorite cars, the new Porsche Macan. That's a little SUV they have, too. And, man, when you look at the ratings of all these um, SUVs, it's right there at the top. It is one of the most fun cars to drive ever. So check it out at your local park place dealer. And, by the way, it is Vignette. I stand corrected. It's not Vignette. So you did good. How about that? All right, up next... Laundry mat talk. And you actually even gave me credit. Usually you are staunch about your decisions. How about that? Hey. Maturing. Winner. All right. I would say conservatively that a good time had by all here at Union Bear Brewery in Plano, right on the southeast corner of 121 in the tollway, we've had scrumptious hamburger. We've had chicken and waffles. We've had funnel cake fries. And we've had French toast. And the fact uh, I'm not in a coma is I amazing. Through my wisdom teeth extraction and all that crap and having those dry sockets. By the way, I don't wish on anybody. Right. I lost 14 pounds. Mm-hmm. Just gained nine of it. Back. <laughs> but worth it. <laughs> Every calorie worth it. Because sometimes you just have to say WTF. You just got to have fun. You know what? And it's like, like I always say, everything in moderation, including moderation. Sometimes you just got to blow it out. And we will have a lot of people to thank. We have Tanner Fleming, the GM out here. Also, Tony Smith, one of the proprietors. Preston Lancaster. Zach Time, the chef de cuisine. That's a great title. I want that title. Kern out here engineering. Back at the station. Margot, lovely having you on board today. We welcome voyage. you back. Anytime. I don't know Margot. I enjoyed her visit. Yep. Good job, Margot. Thank you. And just Sam Madison doing tickers. Sam, anytime you want to go back into the other seat, too. As long as you're on our team, we'll keep you. You might have just Wally pipped uh, Sam Hale. You're the uh, you're the top utility player on our team. <laughs> That's a good thing. Yep. 
Don't forget Cowboys Golf Club. You can get for a mere $89 on idealgolfer.com. It's good through September 9th. And Lake Arlington, only $22 to play that, which is a steal and of a deal. And there's a peach up next week. There's what? There's a peach. Keep your ears listening oh, for yeah. Monday. Yeah, there's some good ones coming there's up. There's a peach. Good ones coming up. Uh, don't forget Crest uh, Infinity. That's what will be next weekend. And they have some sweet deals because it will be the end of the month when you know Mike Broson and his staff go to extraordinary lengths. And we'll be eating well there, too. Oh, gosh, we will. I don't know how we're not just whales, tell you the truth. All right. Without further ado, we bring on that dynamic duo, Country Force, Eli, I believe, and Ty, I believe. Absolutely. What's Sign up? You are correct on both accounts. Yes. Wow. I, w- I was not completely <laughs> confident of that, just given the uh, the laissez-faire attitude you guys treat this show. <laughs> whoa, whoa. Not don't, don't, don't you guys. Not very fair. Life, yeah, it's kind of they life, show up when they show life, up. Throw, life sometimes life gets in the way. About, yeah, what's that about? Not when they're, on, when they're on the air, they work very hard. I've missed eh. four shows in two years. Okay, well, how about your partner? I've missed four shows in okay, two hours. Months, this month. Eh. You know I, what? You're just following the Soroy's leads. Yeah, I've been around them too long. Blame them. I would, I would think so. All right, so last week, I don't know how this came about. We were talking about bits or bets or something like that. So back when I was in high school. I thought it was college. Let me think. Yep, freshman year college. Thank you. It's tough to uh, dis- decipher those. That was Long up time at, uh, ago. Those, you, know, <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> I mean, so I graduated. I graduated college in 79. No. Is anybody born after that? I was born in 81. How about everybody? Yes. 91. How about everybody on this show? I was born in 70. Okay. Good for you. I'm old. All right. So one of the things, we got, we did what college students tend to do, especially your freshman year, which, by the way, is the biggest waste of college tuition ever, is your first year of college. Usually you're finding your own way, you're away from home for the first time. It's the most expensive daycare <laughs> or, or summer camp ever. There's usually a lot of drinking involved. A lot of everything. The only thing it, it doesn't typically include is good grades. <clears throat> a lot of incompletes, and then you're Maybe spending a drop your class next class or two. Yeah, you're spending your next time trying to get that GPA up because it's uh, and it's hard to get that GPA up. It's easy to go down, or you know, for it to drop. So one night we go out, a little hammered, and we decided to make some bets. And one of them was we went to a one of those public public laundromats, we wondered how long one of us could stay in a laundromat oh. dryer oh. with the dryer on. Oh. Now, one thing we safeguarded, we turned it down to low heat, so we weren't baked. <laughs> but that wasn't the biggest concern. The biggest concern was being Dizzy. tossed. Right? Yeah. So I was the third one. So the rule was you try you try to make it over 20 seconds. Now think about this. So you're kind of you're kind of in one of these. You put your hands out, you put your legs out. You're trying not to touch anything, and you're just spinning in circles. I'm not great about doing that. I, I can't do those carnival rides. I can't do the oh, spinning teacups. Me either. I just I'm I'm just a hurl factory. I can't yeah. do it. But I was hammered, so I had liquid courage, and I said, Yeah, I can do this. Yeah, it doesn't seem like last... if you're a hurl factory that pouring alcohol on top of it would be a great idea. Well, of course not. 
but it does diminish your uh, common sense, right? Sure, no question. So I was the third guy. The first guy did it for eight seconds. That's all, all right. he could last. How do you, at would you just, you just start banging on the window? Yes, yes, which is hard to do when you're being tossed. You don't know what you're hitting, right? Second guy, 16 seconds. He was not in good shape getting out. And then here comes Rick. Here's me. 22 seconds. Wow. Now think about that. You look at your watch secondhand and space out 22 seconds when you're just getting dizzed out to death. We have somebody who can verify this. Hmm. Yeah, maybe. I'll have to go back and go find it through my archives. Why would I bring it up otherwise? I mean, it's oh, just. I'm just saying that's that's. A, Twenty-two seconds was, and I was. That's a feat. I was not that's in good shape time. getting out either, so the first thing I did was decorate one of the washing machines. <laughs> oh. See, I thought you were going to say that you barfed in there, and so then no, you're spinning, you're just tumbling, oh, with my tumbling, God. tumbling in your own vomit. No. Oh. No. Yeah, that would I'm be. I'm glad rough. we already ate, by the way. But uh, <laughs> what, what was the ride out at Six Flags that just. Stuck you to the wall. Spindle top. That's right. The spindle top. Oh, I can't top. stand yeah. that oh. either. With the centrifugal force, the, when the floor goes down, yeah, the worst. floor drops out from under you, you're oh. just stuck to the wall. The worst. There was always somebody that would vomit in that thing. No. So there, I think that's seen... probably why they finally retired it, is they just got tired of cleaning up puke. <laughs> oh, so you, so saw the movies, you saw the movie Sandlot, right? Yes. Yeah. When they were chewing tobacco for the first time on a roller coaster? Yeah. Yeah, so it's the same type of bit. And you're you're right. Most carnival rides are like a Marquis de Sade. Of, of just pure torture. None of them are fun. It's just, it's like a survival test. And this laundromat, um, I don't know if anybody ever broke the record. I don't think anybody was stupid enough to even try. But uh, it felt like when I got out and after I did my business, they asked me, how long do you think you were in there? And I said, 45 seconds. <laughs> I had no clue because it, it was pure torture because... Again, I'm trying to, I'm trying to spider with my arms and legs, so I'm not touching anything, getting pounded because, you know, they have those ridges in there, right? Those little shelves to toss all your clothes yeah, and everything. Yeah. You hit that thing with your back or head Ugh. or God knows what. Uh, never tried it again, and don't anybody that's listening try this. Well, so, I, no. I mean, I was going to say, no. I was when are we going to go for attempt remote, number two? Put a remote with Country Force and give it a shot. There we go. No. I don't think I could fit in a laundromat dryer, <laughs> but would you rather do that or be waterboarded? For for the for an equal amount of time, yeah. But call it like ten seconds. Waterboarded. Waterboarded. Really? Yeah, I think yep. so. Mm-hmm. Now, was it so you were so focused on the spinning yep. and all that stuff? Did you even focus on it being hot in there? Was that ever even a thought that you're like, oh man, I'm getting I'm getting hot? No, in remember, here. remember in the very beginning we put but, it on lowest but setting. It's, but there, so there was no even no. the lowest setting. It wasn't warm in there. No, it was like air dry. Okay, okay, okay. I didn't yeah. know if it was still maybe a little bit of heat in there. No, so it wasn't baking or anything. But I, you know, that's the last thing I was thinking about, is I'm spinning and it goes faster than you think, and it's it's twirling you. Did you come out fluffy? <laughs> I came out pukey. That's how I came out. That is Sam Madison right there. Uh-huh. That was Birmingham, actually. Oh. <laughs> yeah, so don't do this at home, kids. This was not, It was not a proud moment, but I do remember it. I did survive it, and it's one of those stupid things you do in college. Well, we're glad you're still here. Me but, too. But it's a I, don't mi- think I, I don't think I did anything that stupid in college. That you remember. That I remember. Mm-hmm. Or willing to admit. 
I'd admit it now. Wouldn't I? I? I don't know. What's the harm? I don't know. I don't know. Do you guys have a stupid, stupid Patrick that you wish? Uh, uh, yeah, we, I could do an entire Thursday F around. No. <laughs> really? Give me one. Uh, I'd have to think about it, but I'm sure the, the list is long, I'm sure. And probably I, not so safe for over the air. You know, oh, when, really? I, when I went to college, I don't know. I, back in my day. I, back in my day, uh, I was so fearful of repercussions. And I always, if, if it, anything like that ever came up, there was always that little voice in the back of my head that sounded like my dad mm-hmm. telling me, don't do that or you're going to get your, your ass is going to get in trouble. And it, more often than not, it kept me from doing it. That's a good, uh, it's, it's when you have the angel and the devil on your shoulder. Yeah. You know, and the angel has the, uh, the higher authority. But yeah, college is, college is a bad mix, man, of, of youth, of over courage, dryers, testosterone, dryers. <laughs> well, and, and just beer. having beer. basically nobody there to supervise you at all. Yeah, you go. Here's the crazy thing. Back now, I know, but back then, it was amazing how quickly you could recover back in college. You could go on an absolute heater the night before and take a final the next day and not be really too worse for the wear. We I stayed up one night that. playing cards all night long, and then I rolled straight from the card play to a test at like 8 in the morning. And Did you was, fail it? No, I passed. <laughs> I didn't didn't do well, but I passed. Just I know like that. Drew a picture with the Scantron. And <laughs> yeah, what course yes, was this? It, yes, it was bowling. So here's my hot sports opinion about college. Here's my hot sports opinion about college. So if you could guarantee, and I make this as emphatic, if you could guarantee there'd be no war during this time, every kid out of high school should have two years military service. If there was no war. Get a chance to Why maybe would we find have yourself, look, look at the world a little bit, and then after that you decide what you want to do. You might come up, you might find you're, you're awesome at this one trade, this one, you know, this one bit of talent that you have. Um, but after, because I thought about it, when I, when I got to my junior year in college, I was pretty committed. That's when I, junior and senior years, I almost got straight A's. But my first two years, not so much. So you say the craziness that happens in college, you want to give them weapons training? Oh, believe me, you're under much bigger supervision yeah. in the military than you are in college. You're going to compare a drill sergeant versus a, um, um, what do they call those things, student assistants? RA. RA. RAs? Come on. I think it would yeah. work. I think it would mature you up a little bit, give you a chance to do something, and then you could decide if you want to spend $100,000 on college. And then you send somebody to college after weapons training to go have the ultimate freedom. Yeah. And hang out. Then out the herd. Have no supervision. But hopefully ho- hopefully in those two years, you've <laughs> yeah, learned you discipline. Get a of, you have a clue. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry they keep shooting holes in your plan, No, Rick. that's okay. That's okay. I think it would work. It works in Europe. Europe, uh, almost uh, all, all European countries, your first two years after college, you go in the military. Again, if you could guarantee no war, no conflict, and you're just going as a, as a life experience, I'll bet you the, the college student um, participation would go down precipitously because they'd realize it's not as big a deal as you think. Just it might be better big. to have those couple of years, at least just from the maturity level, to yeah. – to, before you get to college, because like you said, when you you go from being under your parents' roof to almost complete freedom, it's it's a culture shock. It's a shock to the system, and you don't more often than not, kids don't know how to handle it. 
Mm-mm. You learn you learn via experience, but that can be painful sometimes. Yeah, I feel like all the binge drinking I did in college gave me the same discipline training as the military. Yeah, I don't think that. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, you know, you, you could actually you could binge <laughs> drinking in the military too. That's right, that's there's true. No hard, there's no fighting no that. I don't know. And plus, you get paid. Right. You know, put a little coin in your pocket. All right. I, I Just think, one man's I think opinion. This is it. I think. I think Rich sold the office. Yeah. I'm done. I'm going to the military. And four day work weeks. Those are my two. Oh, uh, I'm definitely down with that. Yeah, you're yeah. you're gonna win in a landslide. <laughs> All right. What do we, what do we got today, boys? Uh, Stuff. We're, we're going to talk about uh, Dak Prescott. Should he be traded? Let's hear from you. 888-787. Which segment's that? Seriously? 1050. <laughs> well, it was an article we found in USA Today. Some some knucklehead really? putting out that. That drew, that drew you off sides, huh? Totally drew us off sides. And we want to talk about how preposterous that is. maybe we agree with Ooh. it. All right. Appointment made. 1050 today. Next on Country Force. Broadcasting live from the TXU Energy Mothership at Victory Plaza, hard by the AAC. This is Sports Radio 1310 and 96.7 FM, The Ticket. KTCK AM, Dallas, Fort Worth. KTCK FM, Flower Mound. A cumulus station. <laughs> 